Hi there, this is Erin Nicole, and you're listening to the Move Happy Movement podcast. On this show, I interview people from all over the world. Sometimes I do sermons from the divine. He whispers the topic to me throughout my day. Sometimes I share music with you to help empower you to find happiness from within. I was uh, just scrolling on social media and just having a relaxing evening and um, the father whispered to me you know I'm going to give you a topic go to the restroom plug in your phone and I'm going to give you the topic when you come back I was like alright father so I get the topic and I look it up and um, I'm not really sure where he's going to take this sermon, but that's all right. He leads my life. He leads these sermons, and someone that's listening to this episode today, it's going to benefit. Maybe it's going to benefit you directly or someone that you know. So the topic is called, uh, <clears throat> what is it called, Father? Tumultuous Season. So I had to look up what tumultuous, the definition of it was, because I don't use that in my regular language. And according to Britannica.com, it is loud, excited, and emotional. Uh, an example they used is the returning astronauts were given a tumultuous welcome. And uh, here's another definition by Vocabulary.com. The adjective tumultuous means disruptive troubled or disorderly like the tumultuous state of an unruly classroom after the teacher has stepped out for a few minutes that's a very different definition so let's continue down let's see here Merriam-Webster's is marked by tumult loud excited emotional tending or disposed to cause or incite a tumult. Uh, Dictionary.com says raising a great clatter of commotion, disorderly or noisy. So we're seeing a, a pattern here. It's, it's loud, it's noisy. Cambridge Dictionary says very loud or full of confusion, change or uncertainty. The former president appeared to tumultuous applause in a standing Ovation was their example. Let's see what else. Um, this is just, I think, uh, Google's uh, definition. Adjective, making a loud, confused noise, uproarious, tumultuous applause, excited, confused, or disorderly. So we get the idea. It's loud. It's disorderly. And the father says... This is the, the definition or the uh, topic of this sermon is tumultuous season. So, Father, I thank you and I praise you for giving me the words to speak. Um, if, if you desire scriptures to be revealed, um, stories to be shared to help those that are struggling right now with their mental well-being, their mental illness, um, depression, suicidal thoughts, anything of that nature, self-harm thoughts, Father, that you would bind those up. And that you would put them at your feet and you would destroy those thoughts, replace those thoughts with your truth of hope, love, and faith. Father, I thank you and I praise you in your holy name. Amen.
this. I want you to talk about these this season, this la the last three years. Where do you want me to start, Father? There's so many things that's happened in the last three years of uncertainty. <laughs> okay, so, so he wants me to talk about the first thing that said everything in motion. I, uh, I was obedient to the Father. I executed a therapy in development, invited guests to be a part of it. This was for the Rich High Society under the advisement of a person that told me they were, uh, they had their own website company and they were very smart and they came from the high society. They gave me this idea earlier in the year to do something, a networking something for rich people. This was in uh, 2020. So came up with the idea and that person didn't want to be a part of the first one that was free. Uh, they didn't want to waste their time, so I didn't invite them to the second one, so they were not a part of the second one. Uh, the uh, second event, I had invited guests from uh, via email only, no ads or anything like that. This was just from my network, and I had a body language expert, top 22 in the world. I had just uh, verbally uh, partnered with a uh, PR company. Uh, the, the owner of the company had done business with Cirque du Soleil, uh, Dave and Busters, Carnegie Mellon University, um, probably other companies as well. Those are the top names that I thought of um, just off the cuff. And uh, they, uh, they were an apprentice. They trained under Mr. Rogers and his team in, I think, the 80s, if I'm remembering correctly. And uh, this was a Jewish family. Very, I was very excited to partner. He took me under his wing. I helped coach his son, who was overwhelmed with the level of growth of his social media account. He had a huge following and was trying to balance his happiness as a teenager. And uh, maintaining his account and whatnot. His father respected me and decided to partner with me. I had a volunteer that was a wolf in sheep's clothing. I didn't know it yet at this point. She and her husband agreed to be business advisors of mine. He built hospitals supposedly in California. I don't know if that was true or not. But uh, all of his business was completely shut down while Trump was in office because... I don't think the whole time, but when Trump decided to make China pay us tariffs and whatnot, because they have, they do a lot of business in America, and he's a good businessman, um, she told me that all of their, all of their projects, their medical facilities, um, the money stopped flowing in. So she was volunteering to ride on the coattails of my success. I had just been featured on Good Morning America um, through Team Gary Vaynerchuk at this point. And I had uh, executed the first successful, we, we didn't have a name for it yet, but this is called the Rich Happy Therapy Experience, where um, the high society won from each industry, respectively, um, would have a seat at the table, digital table. This was an online thing. 
and I do the, I do it the same way in person. One individual per profession because it's a networking meeting, it's a get together meeting, it's a pro social meeting. And if you meet someone at an event and there's three of that same someone's, right, that do, they all do, for example, I'm just giving this, throwing this out there, real estate, and you have three realtors, then it causes confusion of who are you going to refer business to when you leave that event. And someone is saying, oh, I'm looking to, you know, buy a house, right? So this nips that in the bud. So I only had one person per industry, respectively, so that people could have a variety of people to meet and potentially do business with. I didn't make any promises that people were going to conduct business during the meeting, none of that. But one of my guests, um, I think, was interested in me and supporting me and whatnot, um, he had a nonprofit. He still has that nonprofit, multi-million dollar nonprofit, and is president of the Blackwater Alumni Group. I didn't know what that was. I didn't research that part. He had it on his profile, on his social media account. He was a guest on the show earlier in the year. And in my therapy experience that I had charged for, some people I charged, some people I gave free seats for, uh, there was a few other people in that event as well. There was a professional football player that had a contract with a Canadian uh, team that was kind of like a triple A, but for football um, in Canada and whatnot. And uh, he had earned his own contract through his own social media work. And so I had invited him because he impressed me. He had 800 followers and he was able to get a paid contract doing what he loved to do. And his wife uh, wasn't able to make it to the meeting um, but she does fitness classes or she used to uh, at uh, uh, Boeing's events um, I think in Texas if I'm remembering correctly for their uh, like CEO level um, she was doing like fitness classes for them at work and whatnot cool couple um, very connected to the father and whatnot and uh, during that event business had conducted towards the end um, because uh, my new PR partner at that point um, he had shown up late and so he popped in towards the end and say the name father okay he says say the name of the president of the Blackwater group Jason Johnson immediately said I want to do business with him because he asked he said if any if you know of anybody that needs PR for their business um, we're looking we're looking to represent um, you know, established businesses and uh, help them get their messaging out and whatnot. And he said, I I'd like to do business with you. So they connected and right away at the end of the party afterwards, um, I think it was the next day, my um, spiritual advisor, if you will, uh, the wolf in sheep's clothing reached out to me and said, make sure you're cut in on this deal because you connected them. Don't cheat yourself out. She was trying to help me raise my value, raise my standards, and what often happens in business is men use women to connect them to each other, and then they don't pay the women for our work, for our gifts. I didn't have that set up before the meeting. I didn't, I didn't do that. I was just wanting to connect people. I just wanted to see if it would be effective and I had fun and I was fine with that but 
she was helping me raise my standards I had just expanded a month or two months before that and was training my interns that were in different continents and uh, they were doing a 90-day exchange through their universities um, to be a part of our company and I was training them and growing the sales team and whatnot and she said if you just think about yourself in this sure it's fine you're not making money but now you've got a team to think about they've got families to feed they've got bills to pay you need to tighten up your ship so I was trying to raise my standards and so I said hey if you do deal if you do deal with him let's talk about this before money is transacted and I told Jason I said hey before you sign anything with him um, let me make sure because I'm getting I'm getting some information on his background and I just want to make sure I set you up for success with someone he's like no problem I trust you it's like okay cool because this wolf in sheep's clothing Lori and Sayer and her husband they did a, they did a very high level background check on everybody in the meeting and they had a follow-up um, over the phone with me to let me know and they told me that this particular person that I had just verbally told everybody I had partnered with for PR and uh, he was gonna help me with PR and I was gonna help him what not um, that he has a bad reputation in the Jewish community for cheating people out of business and the Jewish community um, talks amongst themselves and they refuse to do business with them that's what she told me and she laid out some truthful things that was undeniable that what I had already experienced and had kind of in my gut in my unconsciousness subconscious whatever you want to call that I knew that there were some things that were off but being new in business and, and growing this thing from nothing literally from rags to we're not quite to riches yet but from the rags I was trying my best to grow this thing honorably pick good people to do business with and to partner with and whatnot and when she t revealed those things to me I was like oh so I had to ask him hey give me some evidence please that you did work with Mr. Rogers and um, this this and this and blah 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 I was I was executing based on advice that she had given me with her husband over the phone and then I put it in email and I included her in the emails so she could see what I had written so she could be looped in because she told me that their private church group was going to be funding my business getting me funding she was a liar a scam artist and terrible business coach sometimes you have this experience tumultuous seasons as soon as I sent the email like the next day when she she and her husband were on the phone she's like I can't believe you would say these things Aaron what are you what's wrong with you it was exactly what she told me to say it was exactly what she had told me to do and then she was calling me on the phone and recording a call and trying to get me incriminated over whatever I have no idea she had major mental illness 
and was not a good coach. And she also had a very, very big alcohol problem. I believe she was coaching me while she was drunk, and then she'd forget what she coached me on and realize that that was bad advice the next day. So I'm like, I'm a massive action taker. I don't waste time, but I've learned since receiving better training, much better training from my hero of 2020 that I'll talk about in a second, I've learned that I don't have to go so fast to be successful. The Father isn't going to let my destiny get stolen from me because it's my destiny. I've learned to be wiser with my time, my energy, and my focus. So the event, the experience was successful. Uh, They ended up as far as I know, they did business together, Jason and this uh, person, and uh, he and I decided not to do business after her terrible advice and causing division on my team and whatnot. And uh, it is what it is. It's fine. Um, I ended up having to go into safe housing because the person that had advised me to do this get-together networking thing, uh, he got upset that he wasn't invited to it. And then he started messing with my technologies started hacking in, started listening in on phone calls, started having conversations with people without my permission that were in my network, was committing felonies, all kinds of things, and started getting extremely violent in his thought patterns verbally, in person, and over the phone about planning to kill his own mother. She was in complete control of his finances. I didn't know it until right around that time frame. He had lost his son to suicide about a year and a half before that. Say his name, Father? P.J. Flynn. He said, say his name. And I was extremely compassionate for him because of his story. Losing his son. Who wouldn't be? But when I learned that he started making plans and threats kill his own mother and started acting out those plans I called the authorities I asked for a mental wellness welfare check for him it was advised from one of our guests from the first rich happy therapy experience retired DEA agent served over 20 years in uh, South Central America somewhere around there and had given me the idea to call and do the welfare check because I told him I said I sus- I'm suspecting he's messing with my technologies I said I didn't invite him to the second experience because he didn't show up to the first one and whatnot so he helped me he advised me uh, but police in that area uh, did not do their jobs properly and did not check in on me and he retaliated and he started making the plans to kill me and that's when the Illuminati had made the payment to Jason Johnson and he convinced me to come over and provide me protections executive protections that's what he called me told me you're gonna get two days of security detail protections and then he tells me Aaron do you have any idea who who I protect I'm the president of the Blackwater group we protect all the presidents of the United States of America I said what I had no clue who I had invited to my party, to my networking thing, to this thing that I was still in creation with. The Father has blessed me with this gift of bringing people together. When you know your gifts that the Father has designed you with, it doesn't take a lot of money, a lot of time, a lot of effort. 
you lean into them, he can do supernatural things. But what I've learned with this gift of connecting people is that I have to be very careful who I invite, who I connect together. And these people from this Illuminati cult, they're evil. And they continued to try to get me to join their cult. And they lied to me through Lorian Sayer and didn't tell me the name of their group, their private church group, where they sacrifice children in private. And they worship a god by sacrificing and drinking the blood of children in private so they can stay prosperous and make a lot of money. She told me she had access to all the money, all the riches of the world. And they were going to give me funding. I didn't realize when she used my own language from my own content that she was mirror matching my content. That she was stalking me. Which is mental illness. Punishable by time in prison. But I don't believe she walks the earth anymore because she committed treason and paid the top security man that protects President Biden to have me killed. Now we're going to forgive him because they pulled him into this contract. Once you sign a contract with them, it's, it's binding. So he signed this contract with them, and then, and then he convinced her to keep me alive. So they just stole from me at that point. Now I got thrown into safe housing at that point, forced into fear. And I met, I met a man there. He told me, Jason Johnson told me, you're going to meet an older man. He's going to be in the lobby. He's going to be having a veteran hat on. You can trust this man because he knew because he had signed this contract because she had asked him, how much do you want? How much do you want to end Aaron's life? What? What purpose would that serve her? Well, she had told me a few days before that, that from the rich high society, they were adding mental health ambassadors to every major nation of the world. And there is a competition. And I was entered into the nominations. I was a nominee for a mental health ambassador of America for our entire country, of which I am so glad, so grateful to be an American. When she revealed that to me, the father showed me a vision of me walking across stage with my crown on and I knew because he had already showed me my purpose in 2018 long before I met her 18 months before I met her that my purpose in life was to help empower people to find happiness from within and that I am to help people with depression that I am the main person that will be he didn't share it in 2018 but I've, I've come to the conclusion through all the gifts he's given me from from heaven I am the person that's creating therapies that will be executed at university level and laws will be changed because of the gifts that the Father has gifted me. And bringing people together. And I am his vessel of love. So she paid him to have me taken out of a contest similar to what's happening to President Trump right now. Tumultuous seasons. Nothing is... A surprise to the father. 
They signed a contract for three years to steal from me, to hack into my computer at any time, to hack into my smartphone at any time, to block me from executing events, to block emails from going out, to block me from making money. Um, they hacked in, remotely created bank accounts in my name and profited off of my name in other countries, I'm certain, um, committing identity theft and whatnot. Um, they tried their best. When, they, when, he, when Jason sent me to receive protections, why didn't he protect me? Why didn't he provide me protections? Well, because he couldn't provide me protections and also steal from me, so he needed to get somebody else involved in it. So he reached out to someone that had trained him, a part of this, this group that protects the presidents. So I met this man in my safe house, which was like a motel situation in 2020. Safe houses come in all shapes and sizes. They're all over the U.S. You don't know where they're at. The purpose of them is to protect people from domestic violence. Usually it's women, but not always. And there was a high population of homeless people there as well. Um, Low-income people that some of them had jobs, some of them were looking for jobs families, all kinds of people were in there. There was a gentleman in there that had a really great job, but he lived with his mother, and his mother got COVID, so his job required him to leave his mom to isolate for two weeks, so he went, and he had COVID, (laughs) or he was around his mother who had COVID, and he came, and he was there, so there was all kinds of people there, and um, I I met this man. Sure enough, he was in the lobby. He was friendly, he seen my Bible one day. I was walking in and out, and uh, we struck up a conversation. He said, it's a good book you got there. I said, yeah, I wish I read it more than I have, but I'm going to start getting more into it. He's like, That's, that sounds like a plan, and uh, he befriended me. I knew that he was the man that I could trust. I didn't know his name before I got there. But I knew to look for him because Jason had described him to a T. And we became friends. He took me to church. I took him to doctor's appointments. I explained to him my situation of needing help and whatnot. Um, And on Veterans Day, early in the morning, a father had woken me up and I was writing in my journal. And the father wrote like a 20-page application, if you will, to be entered into the competition for the um, mental health ambassadorship contest. The father entered me into this competition on Veterans Day 2020. So I submitted it on this computer that my landlord, right before I had to move out, um, Diane Skoken, she was, she was killed shortly after I moved out, I believe, from the evil people covering their trail. She had gifted me this computer. Jason had reached out to her and said, give her a computer. I will be able to communicate with her through the computer. I'm not sure how he could communicate with me, but I know he could read because... 
when I turned the computer on, it wasn't connected to the Wi-Fi. It asked for me to type in my credentials on this little box. So then they knew that I was writing this, this typing out this paper. So I typed out the request to be entered into the competition. And I requested that we all meet and benefits of me being the global mental health ambassador, my needs, my requests, and whatnot. I had a short version and a longer version. They both were long. Um, and continued befriending this, this man, this person that decided to take me under his wing and whatnot. And took, he took me to church a few times and a Bible study and whatnot. And up father I got some music CDs from one of the church members who's a great musician they did father said they killed him it's been terrible the last three years people are trying to cover up what they're doing to Trump what they're doing to him they're doing to me and my husband he was my hero 2020 this man that I met after a few weeks he wanted to marry me right away he told me he had he had a retirement that before Obama got in office he was going to give to certain people that he loved, but Obama and his team of traitors against America changed the laws for this organization that protects the presidents, their security team's retirement, because he doesn't care about Americans, he doesn't care about those that fight to protect our country because he came to our country to try to destroy it from the inside out, and what's the best way to destroy a nation? Start by disrespecting the people that protect it at the top level so and take their money so this retirement he had been putting into for quite some time and he told me that he wasn't allowed to give it to the people he wanted to give it to he had to give it to a wife and he had to be married to her for two years and he didn't and if if that didn't happen and if he wasn't married then the government would take his money and they would just keep it he said, the government has so much money, they're not trustworthy, and I don't want the government to have it, so I would like you to have it. Will you marry me? And I was like, I can't marry you, I don't know you. And I can't marry just like a fake marriage, like that's not, that's not me. No, I believe in love, I believe in the, the Bible, and the Bible says that marriage is sacred. And um, I said, I gotta be in love with you to do that, and I just, it's not gonna work. We barely know each other, so... But we stayed being friends, and I helped him get housing and whatnot. And then uh, we had a falling out for a little bit because he was frustrated that I didn't want to marry him. And he knew he has probably the gift of prophecy like I have, but he has, you know, different spiritual gifts from the Father. And he knew that I was going to be his wife one day, but I just, I didn't see it yet. 
and um, so then he got a little butt hurt and was a little rude to me and pushed me out of his life for a little while and so um, I got rehabilitated in the state that I live in and in a different area close to a lot of veterans lots of weapons around me <laughs> lots of protection and um, the father had assigned me to launch Aaron Nicole Ministries as a thank you to him because he chose to protect me he and his he and his buddies I, I didn't realize it but they he was homeless he legit was homeless because he gave his home away to a family with five kids sleeping outside in America and he wasn't helpless though he had a bunch of friends that were veterans and first responders and they all stepped up to help protect me from all over the U.S. and all over the world. I had no idea who I had spent time with. I just, I was myself. And he, he liked me being myself. And he liked my passion for being kind towards people with mental illness and helping the vulnerable and whatnot because it's scriptural. He liked that I try my best to live my life according to the Ten Commandments, that that is the foundation that I live by, and the, the two most important ones are to love God first and to love your neighbor, and I just keep, I try my best to keep my life simple and whatnot, and the first guy, Jason, that sent me to him, I knew he worked for Biden because um, when I got the computer from Diane, and I might have said this on a previous episode, but I forget if I did. But uh, they told me what the password should be. She had me write down a Biden password. <laughs> so I knew that he worked for Biden. No secrets. No secrets. Jason, can't wait to see you again and to forgive you in front of my husband. Um. They tried their best. Biden's team tried to use me as a spy because I'm really good at building rapport with people. So good that the military at the top level tried to use me to rig another election and get information to ruin Trump's presidency opportunity. Get information off of him and his security team. But I got hip to their game. And the people that provided me protections, they worked their tail off for me. They didn't know me. They didn't have to help me. They chose to. And they didn't even want any recognition. They didn't want me to talk about them. Nothing. They just, they were grateful that I was a patriot. I was reporting crimes, which is what you're supposed to do. And I was trying my best to get a lockdown of my system because when I got, prof I got professionally hacked from the Illuminati, when I refused to join them for the third time, when they sent fake PhD in ministry, divinity, to con her way onto my team over the course of a year, mere matching my content, telling me that she was from a private church group and that she was going to help me get funding with her husband and the elders of the church. They got butthurt that the father protected me from signing anything with them because Jason Johnson signed the contract instead. He protected me. 
he didn't have to do that. He sent me on purpose to Trump's team because he knew. He knew what he had signed, and so he had to not be in the know so that he couldn't lie to her. So they worked together. Our security teams worked together to protect me. But the Illuminati deep state is real. They're very powerful, and they, are, they have infiltrated a lot of America. So... I'm sure they threatened him and his family very early on. Because about six months later, after I launched Air Nicole Ministries, to thank the security teams for working together to keep me alive, he reached out to me, Jason did, to take me on a fake date. I thought it was a real date. He wanted me to meet him in Nashville, Tennessee, which is about an hour drive for me. And he told me, he told me to wear a sexy dress and all kinds of things. And then he asked me to perform oral sex in public. Tumultuous seasons. He revealed to me that he had gained 800 more acres, between 800 to 850 more acres of land. I tried to get um, him to donate an acre or two because we were going to be building the Healing Harmony Place for veterans, first responders to take their, either their spouse or to take their battle buddy to come and have some R&R for like maybe a four day weekend retreat. And we needed land to build the property. And he said, why would I give you land? I'm trying to get more land. I was like, oh, okay. Well, can we buy it from you? He's like, no. Like, okay. And then he changed the subject on this fake date and wasted a lot of my time. I talk, I definitely talked about this a few times on previous episodes, so I'll give you the, the brief synopsis. He asked me to suck his penis in the car in the middle of the daytime in Nashville, Tennessee, which is illegal. And then he asked me to do it again at nighttime outside of the third place he had taken me to. It's like a little country bar. There's a lot of country bars all over, but this was outside, right in front of a camera that said 24-hour surveillance. And I said, what are you doing for me? I had had enough of Jason Johnson's bullshit. Tumultuous seasons. I didn't understand why he disrespected me like that, why he wasted my time. I didn't understand that he had tried to use me as a spy. And then when I launched Air Nicole Ministries, when the Father told me to, the creator of the universe, the creator of all of us, told me to launch Air Nicole Ministries, and I had successfully executed concerts, and I had an Emmy-nominated TV producer that used to work with President Clinton, Obama, Tori Kelly, Gwen Stefani, Maroon 5, Avril Lavigne, Tori Kelly, all these big names in Hollywood. He was one of our keynote speakers. He loved the idea. And he was, I think, the first keynote speaker for our first concert. And I had a previous Super Bowl performer that was a guest entertainer. 
they were jealous because they didn't think of the idea and because they didn't have the network that I have. And they thought, there's no way she could have had a previous Super Bowl performer and a finalist from The Voice, Team Christina Aguilera, as guest entertainers. But I did. And that was from my network before I did anything with a smartphone. So Jason Johnson was paid from the Illuminati or threatened. You damage her reputation. You get it on camera. Because they'll do anything to win, to, to win and to rig a competition. They will cheat, lie, steal, do anything illegal. They don't care about morals, ethics, none of that. Tumultuous seasons. I denied him. I didn't do anything illegal. I respected myself. And I left. I continued executing concerts while also working mainly that year at the post office, working 12 to 14 hour days, six to seven days a week, except for the, the weeks that I had the concert. I demanded that I had that day off and sometimes they wouldn't give me the day off. They give me an eight hour day instead of a 12 hour day. I worked really hard that year. I didn't complain, and the Father gifted and continued gifting me things. He revealed to me the website for President Biden's fundraising, fake fundraising website, where you can email him directly, email the president directly, and I did. I invited him and his wife to our concert for veterans and first responders. I said, it's free. I will save a seat for you anytime you let us know. Have your team reach out, and we'll make sure to get you the link because I was trying my best to protect my intellectual properties and protect the privacy of people being a part of the experiences. I didn't know that President Biden was evil at that point. I didn't know that he was involved in the Illuminati. I didn't know any of that. All I knew is that the father told me to do the concerts to bring America together, to unite us, to entertain the most sensitive populations in the world, which are our veterans and first responders. They're ten times more likely to contemplate or complete the deed of suicide. I've been obedient, and I've stayed in my lane. And anything I've chosen to do, it's been because the Father told me to do it, and he's blessed it. And these people were jealous. So they hacked in and blocked my invitations from going out put illegal spam on the account, all kinds of things, but I continued, continued having them, hosting them, and by the end of the year, President, our Commander-in-Chief, President Trump, once a president, always a president, he and his wife were in attendance with their cameras off, with, with different names on their screen to protect uh, their privacy and also to help the singers, the entertainers, not be nervous because our previous Super Bowl performer came back and he performed with me and one of my former co-workers that worked on one of the wards. Uh, she was my 
client for coaching, vocal coaching. She had this desire to get over her anxieties singing on stages. And I coached her and she was able to perform in only a few short sessions from me coaching her to her singing and performing. We had a presidential candidate in attendance, um, Lee Rhodes from, uh, I think he's from New Hampshire, somewhere up north. Uh, he was in attendance as well as Kevin from Tony Robbins and Joel Osteen's private church group on LinkedIn. They have a pr private prayer group, I should say. He's the head of it, or he was. I don't know if he still is. He was in attendance. And uh, we had a judge, Kara Murphy Richards, and her husband, who was at that time a C-level executive of Costco in the grocery department. He's since retired. They spoke on the power of marriage. And I had no idea that they were at that time and they might still do it. I haven't chatted with her in a while, but they were actually facilitators of divorce care in their church to help people that had gone through divorces and whatnot. And it was a very, very powerful year, very powerful launch year. We had a hundred volunteers that I'm aware of in 34 countries help us grow Air Nicole Ministries with only a few hundred dollars donated. That was in 2021, towards the end of that year. I had reconnected with my hero of 2020 around October. And the reason why President Commander-in-Chief Trump and his wife Melania showed up for us is because I asked my husband, I said, invite. At that time, he wasn't my husband. I said, invite anyone that you trust any leaders, top-level leaders. I want the best of the best to be able to see us perform, see what my friends can do. Uh, it would be a dream for me to, to sing for them. He said, are you sure? It's not going to make you nervous? I said, no, and if their camera is off and if you change the name, then I'll, I won't know. <laughs> He's like, okay, I'll see what I can do. So I know that they were in attendance because I asked him to, and he he kept his word. He followed through with me. And the next year, in I think late January, he and I uh, decided to feed families that were sleeping outside. We went to a local food bank, picked up some food. I bought some food myself on my credit card at Walmart. Got some dog food that was advised to me from one of my customers at that time. I was driving Lyft to pay my bills and whatnot. I got baby formula, whatever the father told me to get, I, I got it. I spent a lot of money for us to be able to do this. And uh, we fed 50 families sleeping outside in tents. No water, no electricity, nothing in the woods. There was pregnant women, there was children, there were people with dogs that didn't qualify for housing because their breed of dog that was their PTSD dog um, didn't qualify for, you know, housing regulations and whatnot. And some, some of these people were, I mean, widows, all kinds of people were, were on a two-year wait list for women without children, and the men were on a three-year wait list. And this was 
such an incredible experience for me to be able to do with him. And uh, he reminded me after that, he said, you know, I still got this, this retirement. I don't want it to go to waste. And uh, I said, well, then let's get married. And he, <laughs> he smiled so bright. He's like, what? Are you serious? I said, yeah. He had prayed all year. He kept having dreams that I would be his wife. And he prayed to the Father that, that the Father would cause me to fall in love with him. And I did. Through my own mouth, every concert, I told of the love that this man had for me, a stranger. The kindness that he showed to me, risking his own life for mine when he didn't know who I was. Having his technology expert friends help restore my technologies and trace all the criminals that had been messing with my tech. He did so many kind things to me. I said, it's the least I could do. Plus, I could take care of him in his older years to make sure that he has, you know, his last few years with dignity and and if he needs, you know, ride to the doctors and stuff like that, and just, just to be there with him, to spend time with him. So uh, we decided to get married, and we got married last March. What's that, Father? He said, say the date on the 21st. Three, two, one, two, two. It's our wedding date. And the friend that had helped pick the dress out for the fake date the year before with Jason Johnson, the man that tried to ruin my reputation in public, they had threatened her to disassociate from me for over a year. She disassociated off of all social media except for Snapchat. I thought she had disconnected off of everything. And she saw the photo I had posted about my new marriage. I had posted my photo. I wasn't allowed to post the photo with my husband. So I posted my, just my own photo. We got dressed up characters at this uh, really cool photo place. You could dress up in all kinds of things and uh, she reached out out of the blue after uh, my husband had gotten on my, my show. He said uh, the father told me to be a guest on your podcast and to uh, stand up for you because there's people that are disrespecting you and telling lies about you, Aaron, and uh, the father wants me to protect your reputation. I said, okay. Are you sure that the team will be okay with that? He said, I quit the team. I said, I don't know what that means, but you told me you're not allowed to be on camera. I don't want to break any rules. He's like, it'll be fine. I said, okay. So he gets on the show. I interview him. He wears a mask to keep his identity private and we aired it and then she reached out after a year of not talking to me at all there are no coincidences tumultuous seasons 
she reached out, all she did was ask about him. I changed the subject immediately because I love him. I will protect him. You would protect your spouse, wouldn't you? You would do anything to protect your spouse from people that would try to harm them, wouldn't you? And I thought it was odd that she hadn't talked to me in a year and she was asking questions about him like she didn't know about him because she already knew everything. I told her everything. I said, yeah, these guys, they protect the presidents of America. The first guy, he worked for Biden. I said, the second guy, my husband, he never, when I talked about him a year before, I said, he never told me who he worked for. I said, I think he works for Trump, but I don't know. He didn't, he told me he's not allowed to tell me who he works for, but he protected me. I said, Nick, he protected me. Like, he is awesome. He's a good man. And he gave his homeboy, he's homeless because he gave his homeboy to a family sleeping outside. I said, I know it's true because I met the man that he gave his home to. And we used his address for a birthday card for my brother. I said, I know he's truthful. He's good. He's a good man. So for her to ask questions about him a year later on the phone, it was either A, not really my friend on the phone, and they used like voice matching technologies to trick me somehow, or B, they had threatened her to get it on a recording of who I had married. I'm not sure. I'm not sure what lies they told about him about me but she was my nonprofit business partner and they threatened her to disassociate from me because they were jealous that my ministries was growing through our concerts without any business loans and without a lot of donations and so they were just doing everything they could to just block me for no reason other than they are satanic worshipers and they don't like believers that's what it is and my friend she was active duty she's not my friend anymore because she betrayed me and my husband she did what she had to do if they threatened her family I, I don't blame her but I can't I can't hang out with her anymore They've cut a lot of my relationships out of my life. But that's what he trained me on. When I received training from my hero of 2020 before we got married, he trained me the best. I told him about the ambassadorship. I told him about everything. So he said, uh, everybody's got a price. You can't trust nobody. People will sell you out for nothing. You gotta look out for yourself. Protect yourself. It's like, all right, yeah, that's good advice. I gotta blow my nose real quick. So, after, after she called, we spoke while I was door dashing. My husband and I were door dashing because I couldn't drive for Lyft because I had gotten hit by a car the day before or two days before that. And Lyft put me on probation 
until they could close out the car accident case. I was hit with a, a customer in the car, and so I wasn't allowed to drive. And so we were doing DoorDash, and we were out working, not at the house, but we were within an hour's distance from the house. And um, after the phone call hung up, um, he said, uh, they put a trace on the call. I said, what do you mean? He said, they know, they know where we're at. But what I'm not sure about is why they would trace us. Why, did, why would they need to know where we're at? What did you tell her about me? And I told him everything. I said, I told her I didn't know who you worked for, but that I, I thought you worked for Trump. And he said, okay. I said, I said good things about you. He said, I know, but you weren't supposed to say anything about me. I said, I know. I know, I messed up. It's hard not to say good things about someone that shows you so much kindness. anything on purpose. They knew that I didn't try to hurt him or his boss or anything. They just, they couldn't believe that, that the Democratic Party would stoop so low to try and ruin Trump's presidency through a, through a woman, an American citizen, just, just through me and, and my story and my, and my husband. You just try to ruin your life. The people that are part of the Illuminati cult, many of them are on the Democratic Party. They're all over. They're all over the powerful, rich society. On Easter Sunday, he told me, I need the dog tags back. And he only had to tell me that one time. That if he asked for them, that meant it wasn't safe for me to be with him. And he made a commitment to keep me safe. So I didn't want to give him the dog tags back. I didn't want to have to move out. As I had just moved in. But I did what I had to do. I'm respectful of my husband. I'm obedient. And it wasn't my time to die. And I didn't want us both to die. Because that's what he told me would happen. If I stayed. Tumultuous seasons. So. I moved back to this area. And uh, since then it's been a few moves. Um. Last year was really hard to process. I didn't even really understand everything that was going on. Now I have uh, more clarity, but I still haven't been able to communicate with my husband at all. It's been almost two years. 
be reunited before that two-year mark. I know it. I know it because the Father told me to marry him. And the Father blesses everything that I choose to be a part of. That makes my story more powerful. Love is the most powerful force in the world. No one's going to keep me from my husband any further. No one's going to ruin Trump's presidency any further. Everything that they did through me, tried to do through me, all of them committed treason. They all are eligible for death, starting with Jason Johnson. But I don't desire for any more people to die. They've killed enough people. It's time for us to unite as Americans and fight against the Illuminati <laughs> that are harming children in private, that are selling humans into slavery, selling their organs, doing all kinds of nasty, disgusting things. Father told me the word for this year and we are about to wrap up this year so we have a couple days left so I know I know that the Father isn't done yet with my purpose for this year but the key word was recibe which is Spanish for received because I received my title this year in the spiritual realm and it will be publicly acknowledged In February, that's what the Father just said. February 2024. This is a premonition post. This is a premonition sermon. I am your global ambassador of mental health, and my husband owns every title with me, and we're also chief spiritual officers of America. First in history. And... These are lifetime titles. No one will vote me out of office. I will be helping to keep our leadership accountable, honest with their money, honest with their words and their deeds. And we're going to drain the swamp out of the filth out of America. be great. This year's been tough. I was really leaning into my mission assignment. The uh, father assigned me as a missionary for the next five years earlier this year and uh, had me put up all my things online to uh, be rid of them and whatnot and did this whole exercise to trust in him and I was, I was hit by a car, survived a very bad car accident, should have been way worse than it was. Um, she hit me at about 80 miles an hour when I was on a mission trip. I thought I was going to feed the homeless, but I ended up getting sent to a town where uh, a woman had been, a police officer, a female police officer was murdered while trying to protect a woman from domestic violence. 
she was she was murdered a couple days before at the hospital and I was an hour away from where she was killed I had never been to this area before and I was stuck there for a few days and they were organizing her funeral it was hit on a Saturday and the funeral was on the Monday and the tow truck driver that picked me up was friends with with the police officer in high school and knew the family and everything and so something told me I was gonna write a song for her and the family so I ended up writing a song I called my mom and we wrote this song together over the phone my mom had never written a song before so we were able to have quality time together as a family over the phone while I'm in crisis and help serve someone else's family and uh, it's been terrible for me <laughs> this year has been really humbling I didn't receive any medical treatment still haven't received any um, in the process of hiring new lawyers because the first set of lawyers committed crimes um, and uh, that's a story for another episode and humbled I was financially humbled uh, forced into homelessness for the fourth time in three years zero financial restitution from being in this security group <clears throat> as a veteran spouse because Obama is trying to destroy America from the inside out and so I guess I'm I'm your proof how bad it is for veterans and veteran spouses at the top tier level couldn't get more top than the person I married and he's the most humble person you'd ever meet if you ever were blessed to meet him he asked to retire last year and they tried to kill us and they forced us to separate and then I'm hit by a car, 80 miles an hour on a mission trip in America in the richest town I'd ever been in. And I reached out to seven churches and none of them answered the phone except for one. And they didn't help me. I walked to their church and they had a 10 million renovation a year or two before. So they had lots of money flowing into their church. But they didn't any help for a fellow minister they didn't have any homeless supportive services it's very eye-opening to see but Jesus did not come to save the people of the church he came to help regular common folk hard-working citizens not to be taken advantage of from the government to provide them true freedom that only can come from the Father and uh, I had my own miracle after miracle in the last few months my landlord I was gonna be sleeping in my car and a friend helped me not do that temporarily but even they don't have housing proper housing in bed and whatnot so I was sleeping on a couch for a little bit and 
they reached out to people and connected me for housing and so now I'm in a really great temporary spot until my husband and I are reunited and I'm just I'm so grateful I just got a job offer recently and uh, it's gonna put to use my degree my coaching abilities and it's gonna be enough to get me caught up on bills and whatnot and I'm very grateful that the father humbled me and is now providing me the financial provision that I've been believing for for a while now he can do that for you as well if you trust in him you can have very tumultuous seasons very loud things going on lots of weird things going on and you can stay steady you can stay calm amongst the storm okay he's sending me to a verse in the new testament get my bible out if you want to turn your bible with me to ephesians Chapter 4, verse 3, it's in the New Testament. Make every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. Keep reading? Okay. There is one body and one Spirit, just as you were called to one hope that you were called, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God, and Father of all. Who is over all and through all and in all but to each one of us grace has been given as Christ apportioned it this is why it says when he ascended on high he led captives in his train and gave gifts to men what does he ascended mean except that he also descended to the low lower earthly regions he who descended is the very one who ascended higher than all the heavens in order to fill the whole universe. It was he who gave some to be apostles, some to be prophets, some to be evangelists, and some to be pastors and teachers to prepare God's people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. Then we will no longer be infants tossed back and forth by the waves and blown here and there by every wind of teaching and by the cunning and craftiness of men in their deceiting, deceitful scheming. Instead, speaking the truth in love, we will in all things grow up into him who is the head, that is Christ. From him, the whole body joined and held together by every supporting ligament grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. Yes, Father, he says, keep reading, living as children of light. So I tell you this and insist on it in the Lord that you must no longer live as the Gentiles do in the futility of their thinking. They are darkened in their understanding and separated from the life of God because of the ignorant ignorance that is in them due to the hardening of their hearts. Having lost all sensitivity, 
They have given themselves over to sensuality so as to indulge in every kind of impurity with a continual lust for more. You, however, did not come to know Christ that way. Surely you heard of him and were taught in him in accordance with the truth that is in Jesus. You were taught with regard to your former way of life to put off your old self, which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires, to be made new in the attitude of your minds, and to put on the new self, created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. Therefore, each of you must put off falsehood and speak truthfully to his neighbor, for we are all members of one body. In your anger, do not sin. Do not let the sun go down while you are still angry, and do not give the devil a foothold. He who has been stealing must steal no longer, but must work doing something useful with his own hands, that he may have something to share with those in need. Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God, with whom you are sealed for the day of redemption. Get rid of all bitterness, rage, and anger, brawling, and slander, along with every form of malice. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as Christ God forgave you. Amen. So with that in mind, I want to express uh, to you that I forgive Lorian Sayer, I forgive Jason Johnson and anyone that was involved in this through this competition and they were forced to do things or they were paid to do things. I forgive because the Father has forgiven me for my mistakes and he doesn't measure sin differently. Um, if we sin once, we do not deserve to be connected to him, but that is what his grace provides for us. It's the gift that we do not deserve and, and he shows us mercies every day, new mercies. And so I'm being merciful. I'm willing to meet. I'm willing to sign accountability contracts with Jason and my husband and um, sign the non-disclosures for the conversation we're going to speak about the HOPE Act that the Father had gifted me that I had shared briefly with Jason in 2020 and my husband and I developed even more strongly last year. Um, the HOPE Act stands for helping offer people entrepreneurship or employment and it goes in conjunction with the HOPE Foundation which is our uh, way of uh, giving back to all the veterans and first responders and their families that protect America and whatnot. And it's in conjunction with Hope Incorporation, which is a business um, that is going to be a generational wealth business for all American citizens to be eligible for. And I am believing that our Commander-in-Chief Trump will go in partnership with me on, and we will be gifting this to Americans to help offset all the terrible things that have happened in the last three years to everyone's finances. And... Um, I'm believing that all of these people in this meeting that will be taking place soon, I don't know exactly when, but I'm believing it will happen because I'm willing to forgive Jason and we're going to speak the truth and all of the news media outlets in America and in Europe already have the evidence. 
So if this meeting doesn't take place or if they try to say that someone else won this competition or they try to say that I've killed myself or that so uh, I just disappeared randomly one night, um, the truth, the evidence will be released and I don't desire for us to cause more division in America. I don't desire for a civil war to break out in America. I desire for unity. And the Father said right here in Ephesians 4 that it's, it's our job to not slander. It's our job to be peace-loving and considerate and to do our own work to be honest and not steal anymore for stealing they've the people that jason worked with the last three years they've stolen from me for three years and blocked me in america a woman in america protected under the american disabilities act they've stolen from me and they've tried their best to kill my husband and I were willing to forgive. I'm willing to forgive all of that. I would like my husband back. I want these contracts signed of accountability and uh, full restitution for myself and all the January 6th people that were falsely imprisoned and their families forced to separate through lies and deception. I can't wait. So if you desire to have this, this confidence in the Father, this relationship in the Father where He will provide for you everything you need that you ask for, you can have that, that connection, that connection directly to the source. It's free. So repeat after me. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for this gift of salvation. I, I can't buy it. I can't earn it, Father. You give it freely to those that believe in you and your Son, Jesus Christ. Father, I'm a sinner and I make mistakes. I ask that you would forgive me and come into my heart and lead my life. I pray this in your heavenly name. Amen. If you just prayed that prayer for the first time, we want to welcome you to the family. Your next step is to get plugged in to a Bible-based church and keep God first place. And uh, the Father actually is giving me another verse, 2 Corinthians 4, 16. Therefore we do not lose heart, though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day. Amen. For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. For what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. Amen. Is there any ask, Father? Anything that you would desire for me to ask for? If you have money to give and you led to give to our ministry um, you can do any amount um, we request that you mail us a check of course and shoot us a DM that you've mailed it uh, to our address on file and um, it might take a little bit more time because of the tornadoes that have 
swept through um, actually on that street. Um, I did see people in the mail place, so I'm thinking that they should be back on track with everything. But um, you can make your uh, check payable to Erin Nicole Ministries. That's E-R-I-N and then N-I-C-O-L-E and then Ministries is M-I-N-I-S-T-R-I-E-S. You can mail it to 1477 Tiny Town Road. City is, uh, or excuse me, uh, box number 191. And then the city is Clarksville, Tennessee. That's C-L-A-R-K-S-V-I-L-L-E. Clarksville, Tennessee, 37042. And any amount you feel led, we appreciate it. Send us a DM and that will prompt me to go drive over to my mail place because I don't go there super frequently, like once a month usually is kind of my, my plan. Um, and uh, we'll be using the um, monies um, right now because I have my housing. That was what I was going to be using the money for before in previous episodes. I have I have my housing stable right now, so uh, we'll probably just be saving the money for now and until my husband and I are reunited, and then we'll pray on it with our board of directors and whatnot. We'll pray on how the Father desires us to use the monies. Um, I would like to get a sign once we start interviewing people on the podcast to get a Move Happy Movement podcast, a neon sign for the background, and also a neon sign for Aaron Nicole Ministries when I start um, doing more segments for um, for that and for just like for concerts and different things so we can have that uh, be a portable sign and whatnot um, for promotions. Um and uh, we'll be publicizing how we use the monies and whatnot. But for now, we'll probably save it because I don't have anything specific that I'd like to purchase at the moment. So thank you. Thank you very much for listening and, and share this episode if you found it helpful. And don't give up no matter what. Anything else, Father? Okay, so wrap it up. Don't forget to tell someone you love them today. And we'll see you next time.